Could have kept on singing. We've had some wonderful singing this morning. Appreciate those brothers leading us in those songs. Appreciate the prayers. Appreciate the words of inspiration. It is good to be in the house of God. Amen. Man, my day has been made. Got brother and sister Pettis out this morning. I tell you, I, I, I said two of my spiritual heroes in the faith. And uh, if you didn't know it, you know it now. So I just I, I, I figured I'd let everybody know why you're living. Because I ain't going to get up there saying anything. If, if you go before me getting up there with some. He was this to me, she was this to me, and you won't hear a word. And give you your praises and your flowers while you're living. And behind them, Big Mama is in town. <laughs> Teresa Sky. Let me tell you all something about Teresa. I'm not going to hold you long this morning so you hear right. If I ever need a pickup, if I ever feel down, I can say this woman right here has always been an inspiration to me. Man, man, man. She just don't know. There, there, there have been some times over the last couple of years when she have sent text messages or we joke and play around a lot. And good Lord just knew what to send my way. And she's always concerned about how you are doing. Ain't worrying about herself. And Teresa, I've told you before, I tell you again, I give you your flowers while you're living. And I appreciate you. I mean, to be from New York, you all right. <laughs> you, you, as we say, you all right. You all right. You, you a dude for a New Yorker. But uh, it's good to see you. Good to have you back home. I don't care where you all move to or relocate. This is home. This is home. And I, I just believe once you've been a part of the Grove, you're going to always have a connection. And you're going to always consider the Grove as home. I, hey, I, I put it to the test. You ain't going to find nobody like the, nowhere like the Grove. Brother Pettis, so Pettis, I, I know y'all down in Albany and all that, but you know what? Ain't nowhere like to grow. <laughs> if it was possible, I'll move y'all move y'all up here. But you know what? I'm just thankful, thankful to serve and be at a congregation with so much love and uh, care, not only just for me, but for God. And I, and I just want to say I appreciate that. I appreciate that. This morning, you know, last week we spoke on one of the, the sermons. We spoke on the Great Commission. The Great Commission and dealing with how we have gotten it all twisted up and messed up. Our job as Christians is to go. The command, the, the first order, the first command given is go and we've become complacent we've become complacent and telling people hey you need to come visit you need to come visit coming to visit is fine 
I'm not knocking. We want people to come visit. They need to come hear the gospel. But the gospel should be preached beyond these doors. It's our responsibility, according to the Great Commission, to go out and take the gospel. Not just when a person decides to come visit. There's a warfare. There's warfare going on out there. And even the Lord knows there are some people who will probably never set foot in a building of the Church of Christ. But nevertheless, God is smarter than all men. So we are charged to take it to them. Whether they accept it or reject it, that's on them. But we will have fulfilled our obligation to do what the Lord said do. So we have work to do. And kind of as a connecting sermon with dealing with the Great Commission and going and doing what we're supposed to be doing outside. And let me emphasize this one more time. We should be teaching out in the world. When a person come to visit, they should have some knowledge of the church. The, the, the service shouldn't be totally foreign to them. But we have, we have this thing about inviting people to come to service and then we, we just let them sit by themselves or let them fend and, and figure it, things out. No, 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 no. They should have some idea about the Church of Christ service. So we have work to do. Let us not get it mixed up. Let us not become confused. The true work goes on. It goes on beyond this, this building. Man, this is the easiest part of the Christian life. Assembling on Sunday morning. Why? Because all of us are supposed to be of the same mind. Same judgment. We're singing praises unto God. We come to exhort one another and encourage one another. Oh man, this is the easy walk right here. But when we leave from here, it's on. It's on. And coming up, now I'll get to my lesson for today. You know, this time of the year, we're coming up on the holiday season. Yeah. And, you know, it amazes me how the attitude and the spirits of people, how they change mm-hmm. around this time of the year. Right. Some, some of your meanest people, became, they, they, they get a little softer. Not, not all of them now. Not all, but some. But I was thinking, man, about the church. We've allowed the excuse of COVID, where some congregations have, they've allowed COVID to shut them down and, until they're almost paralyzed. But let me tell you, God is aware COVID is here. That's right. But nevertheless, there's still work to be done. People are still dying. So there's still a need for the gospel to go out. People are still sick. So there's still a need for people to be visited. People are still falling away. People still need to be encouraged. 
Oh, there's so much that still needs to be done. COVID or not, we have work to do. And I was looking at this passage in Luke 14. And I know I'm not going to be able to get through all of the text this morning, but I wanted to make sure I hit this part right here. And I need to back up to verse 12. Verse number 12 says, then said he also to him that bade him. When thou makest a dinner or a supper. Call not thy friends. Nor thy brethren. Neither thy kinsmen. Nor thy rich neighbors. Lest they also bid thee again. And a recompense be made thee. Verse 13. But when thou makest a feast. Call who? Call the poor. The maimed, The lame. The blind. And thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot recompense thee. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. We're approaching a season, a time of the year. Thanksgiving is coming up and usually between Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays, you know, there are family dinners and other gatherings and feasts that are sponsored and given. But for what good? For what good? And, and I want to specifically ask us in the church this question. When you back up to verse 12, when we have a function, a gathering or whatever, are these the people, who is it that we invite? Right. Now, if the truth be told, come on now, we, we invite people that we either look at as paralleling to our same social status or economical status or better. We try to, right? And usually some of these same people, they'll turn around and say, child, I, I, I'm going to invite you all over. I'm going to have to put me something together and invite you up. And this is directly what the Lord is saying. Don't, don't get caught up in that. So it ends up, it turns into, and it, just, just say amen if you can, it turns into a competitive thing. Amen. Well, they had this, so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and, and truthfully, you're just doing it to be seen. But listen to what Jesus said in verse 12. When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends. Oh, wow, that will eliminate a lot of people. Yeah. Call not thy friends, nor thy brethren. Woo! That list getting shorter and shorter. Neither thy kinsmen. Can't, can't call Pookie. Amen. 
nor thy rich neighbors. Well, I was inviting them so we could network. Right? You don't have to. Yeah, I know it's the truth. Lest die, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But here is what the guest list should look like. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor. Say, well, brother man, who is the poor? Don't don't play with me. You know people who are struggling. That's right. That's right. You you know people who aren't able to have a feast and, 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 and put on a big dinner. You know. You know somebody. That's right. I'm not saying you got to go drive around and pick up folks off the street you don't know and bring them into your house. I'm, I'm not saying be that naive. That's right. But you know people who are struggling. Amen. Call the poor. The main. The lame. The blind. Wait a minute. How am I supposed to have a good time dealing with these folks? Huh? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. You turn something, a feast or a dinner, into a competitive thing and you take the focus off. You should be serving. You should be doing it to do good, to help somebody. Listen, listen to the guest list that we should be invited. The blind. The main. The lame. The poor. But are we doing this? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Are we doing this? Well, who who are we seeking to glorify? Who are we seeking to please? Who are we seeking to make an impression on? If if you're not going to invite the people God said put on the guest list, who are you trying to please? Who are you trying to impress? I think about, let me tell you something. I think about people and I've sat in the doctor's office and talked to people and boy, you don't know how blessed you are till you talk to people. Amen. You talk to people and they, they just right out admit and tell you, I, I'm struggling because I got to decide whether I'm going to eat or I got to pay for this prescription. I need the medicine. But if I buy the medicine, I'm broke. Can you only imagine? Can you only imagine 
one prescription, $1,600. And some are more expensive than that. And we sit and roll our eyes at the pharmacist or the pharmacist tech when we pay a, a $5 or $10 copayment. Folks, this struggle in life is real. So I, how dare you sit here and say, well, who could I help? Who could I help? Who have you sought out? Who have you seeked out to find the help? That's my question. Oh, there's plenty of people in need. And not, not just because it's the holiday season. People are in need year round. So I'm just going to throw this out. Why don't you consider taking the focus off of you this holiday season? All right now. And putting it on helping somebody who's in need. You know, I I think about we we come together in family gatherings and things and we have food everywhere and folks get to gold plates and wrap them up. And then a lot of times people wrap up the gold plates, take them home, never eat them and end up throwing food away and everything. Man, do you know how you can fix up one of those meals and, and put a bow around it or something and take it out to somebody who's hungry? Oh, you don't even have to go look. You might have somebody right there in your neighborhood. Oh, don't, 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 don't feed me no baloney. We know people who are hurting. We know people who are in need. But the the problem is we become blinded of what's truly important in our walk as Christians. Listen to what listen to what verse 14 says. And thou shalt be blessed. You're going to be blessed if you invite the people you're supposed to. For they cannot recompense thee. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the what? The just. Or your reward is coming. What you think you are giving up. What you think. You're losing would be nothing in comparison to what you will be gaining. Can the Lord lie? Now, now the the word of God said you will be blessed. The question is, do you believe it? Well, brother, man, you know, folks 
are so funny. Now, you know what? Folks going to be funny. Folks going to be mean-spirited. Folks going to be evil. Folks. But you know what? We ain't got nothing to do with that. Amen. Our job is to do what the Lord said do. That's why, that's why so many of us have become so stagnated in our spirituality. We sit and come up with all kinds of excuses to justify why we don't do anything. Why I don't participate in this. Why I don't take part in this. Well, you know how people are. Well, you know that. You know that. You don't know Jack. Yeah, all right. Just do what the Lord Said do. Whether that person accept what you're offering, whether they receive it with love and grace, you know what? That's on them. That's right. That's right. That's on them. And God is keeping record. Yes, he is. He's keeping record. Or would you rather have it the other way? You don't do it. And guess what? In that resurrection, you're going to answer for it. I don't believe this is written in the word of God just to just to make up space. I believe it's here for a reason. But the question is, how much attention are we paying to it? How much attention are we paying to it? And let me say this. Our doing good should not just be limited to food. Our doing good should not just be restricted and limited to just food. There are many ways we can help people. Sometimes it just requires taking time. Somebody might need a ride to the doctor's office. Somebody might need a prescription picked up. And here here we go again. They got children. How come they children? Well, if they children don't care, that that ain't your problem. I'm talking about what you can do. We always want to sit back and talk about, man, they got this. Why can't you just do good? Man. I've been holding off on saying that, but Bobby, I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Next door, we haven't given you an update in a while. We finally came to a decision how we're going to use that building. We're going to utilize that building as a wellness resource center. Simply meaning we're going to set it up like a clinic. Now, we're not going to be doing no surgeries or anything like that. But our brother Sims, who's a nurse practitioner, him and some of his partners have agreed to oversee the work. And what it's going to provide is information and education on living better, better health, better living, 
how, what things you need to do, especially for our seniors. Right. You could go over and, you know, get your blood pressure monitored and get counseling and literature and information on diabetes and other things that you're dealing with and everything. So that, you know what, you can stay healthier. Yeah. You could get healthier. It's going to be a resource center to help us live better lives. It's coming, folks. They finished up the framing of the inside yesterday. It's coming. And see, that's why I keep telling you, don't, don't, don't tell me what God can't do. We, with so much we haven't tapped the, the, the sources on and doing so many things. But first, before we do anything, we got to care. Amen. We have to care. We could blame the government. We could blame the Democrats. We could blame the Republicans. We could blame the independent. You know what? I don't, I don't, I don't give a flip about that. Amen. We have a job as the church. Amen. We have a job as the church to do great works. Amen. And I, and I think where it begins, we first have to renew the way we think and come to the understanding that with God, man, all things are possible. Amen. You on board with that? Yes, sir. I hope you are. We're going to put more information out as, as we get closer to finishing and everything, but let, let it be known now. This, this is not a clinic where you come. You Well, my, my stomach ache and I got, you know, child sick or whatever. No, 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 no. Wellness resource. Going to have examining rooms. You can sit and talk with professionals and all that good stuff. And the amazing thing is, it's free. Amen. See, when you give right, I've been saying it for how many years? 18, 19 years. When you give right, you ain't got to get up begging, 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 begging. When you give right and people hearts right, you can do things right. That's right. It's coming, folks. It's coming. Just do the right thing. And the first thing we need to do is show that we care. Show that we care. So I'm going to leave you with that lesson this morning. But trust me when I say there's some struggling people out there. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Man, I look at some of the bills they send. 
to my house. And I said, thank God for health insurance. I'll give you, give you an example. The last time I was in the hospital, I think it was about five days. I think about five days. I got a bill when I got out. Well, statement. Say whatever you want to say. But I said, boy, look. God is good. God is good. I ain't miss no meals. I ain't miss no mortgage. I ain't miss anything. But I'm telling you, everybody don't have health insurance. Some might have it, but it's not as good. So don't tell me there's nobody you can't help. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes the person in need is closer than you think. Now, I didn't share that story. I ain't, I ain't asked for no special collection or no GoFundMe. Because, you know, I, I'm going to do what the Bible says. Hey, I, I owe, I pay. Yeah. I just pay it when I get it. Right. That's right. My, my daddy used to have a hat, put all the bills in there, and every week you pull one or two out and say, they win. He get paid this week. But one thing he would always say, I'm going to pay me before I pay anybody else. I'm going to keep my utilities on and I'm going to keep some food at my house. But no, God's been good to me and my family. He's been good to me and my family. I just want to share that. Think about people who don't have decent health insurance or any at all. Making decisions every day. Do I buy this prescription or can I get half of it or what? Because guess what? They don't have no food. Yeah. And we're getting ready to plan big family get togethers. And we're going to waste food. We're going to waste it. When we should have been inviting them over to. That's right. So I leave you to ponder on that and to think about that. That's what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. Barry may not trying to ruin your holidays, I'm just trying to teach you what the Word of God said so that you could stand before God. On good terms. 
Because see, if, if it's all about pleasing you and making you happy, you have your reward. Amen. You have your reward. Amen. But you got to remember, you're going to close your eyes one day. Yes, sir. And after death, the judgment. And in your case, it won't be for the just. Amen. Amen. I encourage you. Heed the words of Jesus. Heed the words of Jesus. By this, men shall know that you are truly my disciples by the way we do what? The way we love one another. I can't say I love God whom I've never seen and see my brother in need. How often? Daily. And close up my bowels of compassion as if I don't know they're struggling, as if I don't know they're hungry, if I am pretending as if, well, it, it, it'll get all right for her. How do you know God isn't expecting you to be their blessing? Amen. That's right. How can I love God, but I see these people in need uh-huh. and close up my bowels of compassion? Yeah. Yeah. I see them. Think about it, folks. Think about it. People go around. Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, you know what? If if that was truly spoken, there would be more love. There would be more compassion. Jesus is not just the reason for this season. Jesus is the reason for life. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Don't put him in a box. Because after Thanksgiving, people get hungry. People hurt. People are lonely. People in need. After Christmas, people get hungry. Don't put him in a box. Amen. Put him in your life every day. Amen. And do something about it. Yeah. What's our song, Jerry? 80, page 80, uh, 98. False. 98, 98. Folks, if you're here today and you haven't given your life to Christ, if you haven't done according to the scriptures, what one must do in order to be saved. The Bible teaches one must hear the gospel, must believe it with all their heart, must repent of their sins, have a change of heart and recognize the path that they've been traveling. That's the wrong direction. But now they know the truth. Jesus only established 
one church. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 4 said there's only one body. Yeah. And that one body is the church of Christ. Amen. The Bible said there's only one baptism, Ephesians 4. Yeah. Jesus commanded, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. Those are the words of Jesus, folks. Amen. I mean, one day you're going to close your eyes in death. You're going to stand in judgment. You're going to hear it again. Amen. Because these same words are going to judge us in the end. John 12, 47, 48. You must confess that Jesus is the son of the living God. And be baptized for the remission of your sin. And guess what, folks? The warfare begins. It begins. Because you got to live faithful unto death. Once saved, not always saved. Once saved... You got to keep yourself saved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a struggle, folks. My mama used to say on her dying bed, you know what? Only the strong survives. Only the strong survives. And you know what? She never lied, buddy. It's a it's a struggle. But it can be done. You know why? Because I could do all things through Christ. That what? That strengthens me. That's why won't be no excuse, folks. Won't be any excuse to stand in the judgment and give. You either did it God's way or you're going to hell. It's just that simple. Make up your mind today. To put Christ on and become a Christian. For us who are members of the body, we know the rules. Man. The question is, do, re- do you respect them? Do you, re- do you respect the rules? Man. Make up your mind today. Leave here a better person today than you arrived. Man. And then you could go out into the highway and the hedges and get it done the right way. Man. What's that number again? 98. 98. Let us together stand. And let us sing. Oh.